Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome to Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedoric. And for the next 30 minutes, I have the privilege of listening to and sharing some amazing, very real life stories about lifestyle, health, and well-being, and sometimes not so well-being. Like, for instance, my current guest who underwent a stroke some time ago. So today we're going to be talking about that. I'm very, very lucky to have Darren Crichton joining me today. Welcome, Darren. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for sharing your story. We were talking uh, about, you know, exactly why. Why why would we want to talk about this? And I was saying, because other people are going through this or may face this or know somebody who's going through this. And there's no better way for people to learn about something than from somebody who's actually experienced them themselves. Why don't you tell us a, a little bit about your experience and how it came about and what happened exactly two years and one month ago? Okay. Um, basically, uh, it was uh, quite a surprise for me. I was um, early Saturday morning. Um, I got up and I could hear a really loud ringing in my ears and it was frightened me. I was <laughs> bewildered what was going on. I have a bit of tinnitus for a long time, but this was just so out of the ordinary that it was frightened me. And I got out of bed and I stepped two or three steps and I realized my feet weren't working very well. And uh, I uh, ended up collapsing in my bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had this uh, feeling of nausea that was just out of this world, like I never had anything like that. And so um, long story short is that I uh, was diagnosed of as having a cere- cerebellar stroke and, uh, and that influences your balance, balance and coordination, right? So, so that's exactly what I had. So now when it first came on, what was your reaction? Did you, you knew something was wrong. Definitely. This is not normal. All right. No. Was your first inclination to get in the car or was it, did somebody say, no, 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 we got to call a, call an ambulance or. Well, it's interesting because the, basically the public service announcements are for strokes is, it's not a cerebellar stroke, right? It's, it's basically um, one side of your face droops. You can't lift one sided arms and, yeah. and slurred speech, things like that. Yeah. And I didn't really have that. So it was kind of confusing for my family and I as to what was wrong. I just had incredible nausea, right? Because yeah. the world was spinning, but it wasn't quite like any kind of spinning I ever had before. It was just, I couldn't get my bearings and, and uh, uh, couldn't keep anything down. So actually I... I actually had the stroke about 7 a.m. and it wasn't until about 2 before I went to merge because I was just expecting the symptoms to subside and I would be okay after that. Right? Yeah, and some of those symptoms mimic actually people who have severe um, benign issue called BPPV, somebody who has got an inner ear condition that can cause the world to become topsy-turvy, make you feel nausea as well. But some of the things with the cerebellar, so the cerebellum, part of that, that, that structure plays a role in our balance and coordination. And so for you, a bleed in that area has obviously impacted its ability to function. There would have been other things going on as well. Were you tripping? You were having actual, like with, with vestibular issues, 
you don't actually have dysfunction in your your gait or anything like that. How about you? I I didn't experience any of that because it was so uh, pronounced. I couldn't move. Really. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. So right. so but once I stumbled to the ground, uh, my right. wife helped me uh, get back to bed, and she yeah. helped me move around like less than thirty feet. Right. So it right. was not no issue. I was just immobilized completely uh, i got you and so at, at what point did you realize better call somebody better get to the hospital <laughs> well right now you're saying hey let's see if this goes away maybe i ate something funny i i, I don't know but that's exactly what i was thinking i was like well i hope this uh, subsides but right. it did it absolutely did not it was uh it was just uh, uh constant uh, vomiting and uh, okay. just feeling so terrible that you know i i wasn't i wanted some relief and so and that would I'm sure. Definitely. I didn't understand what was going on, right? Okay, so to the hospital you go, yep. and they triage you. Yes. Where, where did you go? Went to Royal Alex, and uh, my wife actually drove me because, yeah, again, it was during COVID, right? So getting an ambulance and, and actually going to merge, this is all kind of a new experience for us. Right. So anyways, uh, my wife, fireman, carried me to the, to her vehicle, and she uh, she's a very tough lady. So. Amazing wife you have. I definitely we, do. We, 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 I have one of those too. I don't think she would have fireman carried me, but <laughs> so so went to merge and uh, and then my wife went into merge and asked uh, if they would uh, give us a wheelchair so I could be wheeled in. And yeah. they're like, no, they can't lend wheelchairs. <laughs> so so my wife uh, she didn't fireman carry me, but one hand over her shoulder and we got into the merge. And as soon as they saw me in merge, then I got a wheelchair and uh, and uh, I was absolutely no issues. Uh, uh, my wife, I couldn't speak really because I right. was vomiting, and uh, uh, and then um, my wife did all speaking, and uh, I got immediately into bed and emerge, and um, basically that's last I saw my wife for six days. Okay, we're COVID. talking with Darren Crichton, right? Because of COVID, we're talking about to Darren Crichton who. Uh, was unfortunate enough to suffer a cerebellar stroke. That's a bleed from the brain in the brain in the area of your cerebellum, which is responsible for your balance. He ends up at the Royal Alec, and that brings us to where we're where we're at right now. And uh, you didn't get to see anybody. How did they manage it originally? They would have checked. You'd have been admitted fairly quickly right and then uh first thing they did is was give me gravel uh try to settle down the nausea because they didn't know what was wrong with me right right and so um a very uh, astute uh, ER doc, he, he realized that when I touched my nose and t- tried to touch his finger, uh, the left side was fine and the right side, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I dismissed it by like maybe half an inch. I love the big words. That's called dysdiadocokinesia, <laughs> if you can imagine. And what it, what they're tra- if you're picturing it out there, you touch your nose, touch your finger, and you go back and forth as fast as you can. And with somebody who's got an impairment or uh, something in the central nervous system, particularly in that area, it'll show up by a, a real, un- it, it, it'll be almost impossible. But um I just I just missed him by like but a half he, an inch. He realized, yeah. yeah <laughs> but he was you were, a smart doctor, okay. and he he then uh, I went in for a CT scan, and they said, uh, you know, you have a pretty serious stroke. Now, were you in there quick enough to get on um, kind of the clot buster, busters? They, and, they did yeah. do the clot busting right away uh, as soon as they diagnosed it a stroke. So it would have been like probably twelve hours after I had the stroke. So okay. and did when did, how long did it take for you to start to feel better at that point? 
Um, it, the nausea and everything yeah, started to... with the gravel that, that yeah. settled down a lot. And then, uh, yeah, it was probably within, within 18 hours. Okay. And now at this point, what other things were you starting to notice or was it just still the world was kind of moving on you or did you have any other symptoms? Just my coordination was just no good, right? Like, like what? Exactly. What well, did you notice? I definitely couldn't walk without a walker. Okay. And so so I couldn't get, I wouldn't trust myself to stand up, right? And things yeah. like that. So, so, and this would have been even 24 hours after the stroke. So that's where, you know... Really big impairment of the coordination and, and strength. I was pretty weak at that point and yeah. not feeling very well yet. <laughs> and what was the management then? What were they doing otherwise? They were just more or less monitoring, yeah. And they were making sure that my um, my clot, uh, I wasn't clotting still because right. it wasn't a bleed as much as a clot in uh, right. in my cerebellum. So so that's where um, they um, were monitoring and uh, and it was, I got assessed uh in a couple of days um, from their stroke team and uh, not so much as uh, from the Glen Rose, but just their on-site uh, team. And uh, they were evaluating, um, you know, how how much function I lost and things like that. So. Yeah. And you're describing something called ataxia, which is this kind of clumsy, the best way to describe it for people is it, it, you're very clumsy in your movements, hands, uh, feet, tripping, uh, if somebody sees somebody with an ataxic gait, it's pretty obvious. How long were you in the hospital for? Six days. Six days, and then you were, and then where? D- discharge home. Okay, so you you were in the hospital at the Alec. You didn't go to the Glen Rose, or you no, did? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, we're talking with Darren Creighton, and I. Uh, there's so much more to this story because there's the what's next part of this as we talk about stroke and and uh, a little bit get to know get get a chance to know Darren a little bit more as we come back talking about. His experience with stroke and a cerebellar, which is different, a different kind of stroke, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Thanks for joining us today on Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your friendly neighborhood physiotherapist from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. And remember, you too can share ideas, stories, and feedback with me on Twitter at Leading Edge PT. Today, we're talking to Darren Creighton, who had a cerebellar stroke, not the more typical uh, strokes that people will will. Uh, understand out there because this one affects a part of the brain that's really responsible for our balance and coordination. As I look at you and listen to you and see how things are moving, how old are you? I'm now 54 and I was 52 when I had the stroke, which is pretty young to have a stroke, right? And I was reasonably well fit. So I was shocked as anyone that I would have a stroke, right? What, what, what kind of things did you do to stay fit at the time or prior to? Yeah, uh, lots of running, uh, karate. Um, we, I did active backcountry skiing, things like that. So lots of climbing with that. And, uh, you know, I was always active. Like we did boot camp once a week, things like that. So it was intense exercise, right? Yeah, and we've talked about uh, conditions of clotting prior to your show or to talking to you today and clots can happen to anybody for many different reasons there's a lot of different things that can lead to them injuries uh in soft tissue can actually lead to clots that form in certain areas and those can be thrown in different directions um obviously in your situation it was one that formed in within one of the vessels in your brain which led to this what happened you you're released from the hospital and discharged home 
what then? Are you just sent, uh, good luck, we'll follow up with you at a certain time, or what was the process there? Yeah, we were, I was definitely, I was assessed by a therapist in the hospital, so yeah. speech, uh, physical, and occupational, so they were assessing where I was at, making sure I didn't have a real like intense uh, disability, couldn't go up and down the stairs and things like that. So so that was all really good. And then I was told that the Glen Rose would reach out to me at some point and, uh, and schedule uh, rehab, right? And so um, I was at home. I wasn't, I was off work obviously. And, uh, I wanted to get going, get going. Uh, my recovery is really important. Now it's my, my job now is to make sure I, that I'm back on my feet and healthy to be productive. Right. So, yeah. so that was my number one goal. And, uh, and I'm waiting for the Fenrose and I'm talking to their admin, uh, team and they're like, yeah, we got a scheduled, uh, you're going to be in, in four weeks. So it was about four or five weeks and I got assessed and uh, they they told me that they didn't have an opening for me for uh, three to four months. Right. So that's where I was pretty anxious because I understand uh, as a lay person that the quicker I uh, start working on rehab, the faster these will be, right? No, and uh, you you made a very important point for those people listening out there. The greatest amount of recovery is actually in the early stages after a stroke. You've got your greatest potential to maximize your recovery the sooner you access the care and uh, challenges that your body needs in order to recover. And we're talking within six weeks, really, is that kind of magic moment. So... Good on you. So you you kind of reach out and you start some rehab. That's right. Where does it go from there? I, I, I as uh, we mentioned, I uh, went to Dan Timmermans at uh, Leading Edge. Uh, I had a relationship with him in the past. He's he worked on some injuries and also some vestibular issues, not related to strokes, yeah. but uh, just kind of some spinning around the world, just kind of things. And so that's where um, I had a great relationship with him, and uh, and he was happy to to work with me. And so I think. He, we probably worked together um, uh, quite frequently at the beginning. And then uh, probably after about 10 weeks, he kind of said, you know, Darren, you're you're doing okay. Like, uh, well, And you're an active fit guy. And so as you're taking on the exercises, it's designed around you taking responsibility right. and doing a lot of it and continuing to do it. Over that 10 weeks, what did it look like? What kind of, at, be, at the beginning, it would have been fairly simple coordination and things That's that right. are almost mundane aren't they very simple things very simple but still you know when you were coming from a stroke it's, it's yeah. still a challenge right and so yeah. so uh dan gave me a set of exercises to do and i did them pretty rigorously i, yeah. I wanted to make sure that i wasn't uh, falling behind at all and uh and so he gave me a whole set of exercises focused around balance and coordination things like that and uh, and uh, you know just progressed along and it was really good experience did you see regular progress as you were going, or was it slow? It was, it was actually fast at the beginning. Like right. uh, the, the the slope of, of recovery was was quick, and uh, and so after I would say even four weeks, things were were getting kind of stabilized in my mind. Where where you know standing one foot wasn't as as impossible as it right. was when I first uh, was going would have been to impossible to do yeah, that would have first. Been impossible. yeah 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 <laughs> we're talking with Darren Crichton who's sharing his 
story about uh, his experience having a stroke some two years ago and his recovery through that. And and I sit across from this energetic human being with a smile on his face. And it's, you know, the story you want to tell that everybody gets to go through with this great recovery, but not everybody has that recovery. Uh, what do you think, what what helped you along the way? Do you, do you have advice for people out there? <laughs> I, I had excellent support from, from uh, my fa- friends, family. Um, my employer uh, was really behind me getting better fast, right? right. And so so um, that support was so paramount to to good recovery. And then also, as you, as you mentioned, my, my attitude is, is pretty positive, right? And, and also my partner, my wife, she's like a very special person. She's a Ted Lasso, a female Ted Lasso. Oh, and so, Can yeah. we hire her? We could use some of those around the edge. What kind of work do you, did you, are you doing? Are you still? Yeah, I'm, I'm a professional chemist. I'm, I specialize in analytical chemistry. And yeah, I'm still same employer for the last 30, 32 years. So. so are you actually practicing chemistry? Are you? Are we talking about somebody in there with uh, test tubes and titration yeah. and all of that? Yeah, I definitely started that way. And, okay. uh, and now my job is to kind of make things more efficient and optimize systems and, and processes because I kind of understand how this all works. So yeah. So are you sitting at a computer? What's a day What's a day in the work look, work life look like You're right. You? Mostly, most things is sitting in a computer, coding, things like that. Yeah. I'll do some hands-on uh, uh, instrument repairs and things like that but yeah did you have problems with that at first actually still kind of uh, it's okay. it, i find uh, um you know if i was to think about which way i had to thread a nut uh, reverse like reverse angle it's like oh, i only have two 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 options but right. i can't left kind of clockwise clockwise it kind of it's still a kind of thing which i didn't have before right and uh, and uh, i i recently tripped even last week and so so i i've got a bruise on my right eye and it's because it, it's still not perfect right Right. So, so it's some remnants, and uh, have you seen progress still even at this stage? So two two years later, do you still see improvement, or is it kind of? I still actually see improvement. Like I, I'm still, um, I, I partook in the run wild here in May. So it's the first time since my stroke. Oh wow! And, uh, and I was, it did 10k, and it was it worked out pretty good. And uh, I'm uh, uh, signed up for a Spartan race in July in in. In, uh, red deer so so you know i'm i'm still trying to, to push myself and yeah. and trying to get better right so and how about karate are you still involved still in? involved in karate yeah so all of those activities if you're listening out there those activities are part of his part of your recovery absolutely because as you're doing them not only are you getting the benefits obviously of exercise but they require coordination they require you to challenge yourself which ultimately your brain has this ability it's de- it demonstrates plasticity which means that at all all stages, your brain still has an ability to change and adapt. And even with the loss of function in certain parts of the brain, believe it or not, other parts of the brain can pick up the slack, which is amazing and a whole nother 20 minutes. But you are amazing to me because sitting across with the smile and attitude that you've got and the way that you tackled this challenge is um, hopefully anybody out there that's listening how uh, are able to take that and do it in the same way. My pleasure to share. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's been such a marvelous opportunity to talk about a stroke uh, and a different kind too, because we're here to make a difference, try to inspire, teach, share real life stories like Darren's 
and a chance to leave our communities healthy, vibrant, and of course, all of you are an important part of this journey. So please help us out. Share our shows with people you care about. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can also check out other helpful tips we have on common injuries and recovery on our YouTube channel. It's all called Life Shouldn't Hurt because it shouldn't. You can find us Sundays on the Chorus Radio Network. Until next time, I'm Grant Fedorik. Thank you, Darren, for joining us today. And I appreciate everybody for listening to us. Thank you for your time and trust. 